So how you act has to reflect your goals. Here, let me simplify it. I wanna have the money, so much money that I don't have to say I can't afford it, okay? Well, your actions have to match that or it's not gonna happen or you need to lower that bar, right? You have the freedom and the entrepreneurial freedom to design a schedule that serves your specific goals, right? So you still have the control. You've got to consistently execute. That, that's just, that's a non-negotiable. All right, welcome everybody. I think what would be a great topic for us today is to talk about honoring your schedule, which is how you honor your why. I feel like the problem that most real estate agents have is that they think like salespeople and they think like hobbyists, uh, they think like generalists, and they're not thinking of a business owner. So what business do you guys respect in the community? So the ones that you like, you, you love the customer service, you love their products, you love their service. Then I want you to think about that business owner. If they turn their open sign on for an hour and a half every day, this is a real deal. Like I just, real estate agents, way too reactionary where they really need to be proactive. So if Steve, if you started holding accountable your time over the last 12 months and you equated that to being a business owner, and you say, all right, well, here's the amount of hours in the last 12 months my open side would have gone. You'd be out of business. Correct. Okay? So this is the difference in the environment that you're stepping into right now is that you are seeking more business. You are seeking to grow a business. You are seeking wealth and freedom and experiences and probably a sense of pride. But I can tell you, you're not going to have that pride if you have to close your doors and the consumer is not going to want to do business with you if your open sign is only on an hour and a half a day or an hour and a half here and an hour and a half here. I mean, because some real estate, let's be honest, you might be able to be a successful realtor if five days a week you worked an hour and a half. But most real estate agents are prioritizing things well above what it takes to build a successful real estate business. For example, this particular agent was out running errands dealing with some cell phone issue. Okay, now if your cell phone doesn't work, your cell phone's your pipeline, but she had something that could have been dealt with after she had done her dollar productive activities. So today, we're gonna to talk about kind of, a, it's kind of a two-part thing we're gonna discuss. Honoring your why. First part about that is, you have to know, like, why are you here? Why did you drive 30 minutes to come and sit and train with us today? Why did you switch brokerages? Why are you about to spend all this money on marketing? You know, designing this new logo and this new brand, which is amazing, by the way. I would tell you, don't do any of that stuff if you're only going to work an hour and a half a day, right? So for some of you guys out there in real estate agent world, you just may not know what to do. It's like Carrie was saying, like, I just didn't know what to do. What was I supposed to be doing? What is the priority? I just need to know those things. And once you know those things, once you leave here today, really, you're going to need to push those excuses to the side and go, all right, here's what I'm doing, okay? Now, I talk about this in B&I. I say it a lot. Y'all are going to hear me say it a lot, but you probably haven't heard me say it yet because you're brand new. So here it goes. And then there will come a time and you're like, oh, you've seen it again. I've heard it so many times. But knowledge in the absence of implementation is entertainment. So think about that just for a second. It costs you time. It's costing you gas. There, there's something else 
you could be doing right now. But you made the commitment to come here and learn. And learning is our first foundational core value. Behind you is our core values. So learn is in the first position for a reason because it's most important. But if you come in here and learn and you don't leave here and take action, then you just came for the entertainment. Okay, it's not going to serve. Coming to trainings is totally useless in the absence of action. Okay, so like if you're entertained, you're entertained in the moment and it's gone. So you've got to leave here and take action. Okay, this needs to consume you. Okay, Blake was doing some one-on-one -on -one training with Nathan this morning. And I just, I feel like this is a it, just an easy comparison. When you think about what it was like. So Steve, think about what it was like, like the first time you saw your wife and you got that that fuzzy feeling, right? Mm -hmm. There was, for lack of a better term, the pursuit of this. Like, I, I want to get her on a date. All right? And you were just, you, your thoughts were probably consumed with her. I mean, like, you know, when there was ever a spare moment in your brain, you were thinking about her. Okay? This is what it's like when, or how connected <coughs> you need to be to your wife. So think about that, that new relationship and just how much it consumes your thoughts I mean, it was just like priority number one. And then also think about first impressions. You had to make a good first impression with her or you weren't going to get that opportunity. When opportunity presents itself, we have to be ready because more times than not, we're not going to get a second chance. You don't get a second chance at a first impression. You don't get a second chance to prepare when opportunity presents itself. You got to be ready. You got to be ready, right? And then... When let's say you're you're totally prepared in what you're gonna say, but your energy's low. Like, you know, Nate's making us calls, so like, hey, this is Nathan with Jay Park Real Estate. How are you doing? So if, if Carrie, if your husband came to you and goes, Hey Carrie, would you like to go on a date with me out here? You'd probably be like, Ooh, you're sweet, but no. I mean, you want you want a, you want a confident man, huh. don't you? Okay. Well, that's what people want. All right. One thing you guys do, and I'm just when I say you guys, I really mean all the real estate community because this is a just a widespread just infection of disinformation in the brain and, and thinking like a consumer, like it's a mindset issue. The only time I want you to give you permission to think like a consumer is when you think about your attitude, your energy, and the projection of your voice like projection, like you're speaking with a commanding voice, okay? Because, you know, just think about this. If you went in to see a doctor and Steve, the doctor's like, Steve, I'm going to have to crack open your chest and operate on you. But, you know, don't worry. I got this. I've done, I'm an expert at this. I've done many successful ones. I can give you referrals. You know, I've been written up in magazines. Like I'm, I'm a specialist in this area, so I got you. Or if you go in and he's like, Steve... We're going to have to crack open your chest. I'm pretty sure it's going to be okay. So which agent are you? Which agent are you? The one that, that is commanding authority or are you the little, the little mouse who's just like, oh gosh, I hope somebody wants to work with me one of these days. So think about that, all right? A big part of this is for you to embody <coughs> your future self. A big part of this, though, is for you to, to visualize yourself in the future. So Carrie, you need to visual, visualize yourself as this badass mega agent 
one of the top agents in the greater Birmingham area, and you want to start acting like it, like, like right now. Okay, so you want to visualize yourself like wearing designer clothes, driving a designer car, not a care in the world in terms of finances. That's who you need to become right now. That's what like stepping into your greatness. That's like right now. It's going, hey, I can't change the past. I can't change the fact that my open sign has been off more times than it's been on. I can't change the fact that I haven't prepared for opportunities. I can't change the fact that I've been reactionary instead of proactive. I can't change the past, but the past is perfect. This is good, right? Your past is perfect because it brought you here, all right? And that's all you need to know, okay? So we don't need to feel guilty or feel regretful about who we've been or more specifically who we haven't been because right now you're here ready to commit to step into your greatness, okay? So now the key is how do I do that? Where do I start? What should I be doing? What should my day look like? What is a dollar productive activity? We're going to get into all that today, okay? And then you guys just fire off questions as we're going through this. You can, there is no such thing as a stupid question. I get really worried about agents that don't ask questions. Think about this, okay? 90% of agents fail. A big portion of those agents that fail, fail because they didn't ask enough questions. And in this business, if you don't ask, you don't get. You have to raise your hand and go, I need help. Once you're given that help, then you need to implement it, okay? All right, so let's briefly just touch on whys and what, what is your why. What is your desired outcome? Because I don't think you get out of bed. I don't think your feet hit the floor with you going, my feet are hitting the floor and I'm fired up this morning because I want to make a difference. If it had, you would have already made that difference. I mean that your results would speak for themselves. There's different degrees of a level of importance or even, I guess, for lack of a better word, priority of what, like, what drives you. Okay, and this is a common problem. Just try to stay objective here for a second because this, this may, I don't want you to get fired up and defensive, but this is a common, and a lot of agents do get fired up and defensive because they're like, doggone it, I do want to make a difference. So I, I do believe that you want to make a difference. What I'm saying is I don't believe that it drives you. I don't believe that desire in your heart, which is totally authentic, is what drives you. But again, I want to go back to that, that relationship, that overwhelming desire when you first knew that you wanted to be in relationship with your current wife. Not to say that she's not going to be your forever wife, but she is currently, right? So what is it right now that you want to own or experience that whatever you think drives you has not brought you to the doorstep of to date? Okay, so... Like when you carry, when you realize, I realize like when men approach women, a lot of times it's not like, yeah, that's the guy. It may take some time for like, usually guys are like, yeah, that's her. But women's like, I don't know. Let me just see how you operate first. But once you knew your husband was the guy, you thought about him a lot. What do you think about what consumes your thoughts right now that you can point, put a finger on? And one thing that I, I really just stumbled upon it. 
I said this in class as one of the things that motivates me is being able to grow the grocery store and just get whatever I want. I don't look at prices. I don't bring uh, coupons. Not to say that's not uh, smart. They probably would be smart if you did that stuff. But I just don't do that. It's a luxury that I enjoy. I go to the store to get what I want, whether I'm clothes shopping or food shopping. And that is a freedom that I appreciate and that I value. Okay, so I would say that your why is tied to financial freedom. Okay, but more specifically, it's just losing the stress, the financial stress, because you're not going to get to the freedom until you address the stress. All right. So let's break this down real quick because this is great. If you don't wake up on fire driven by something, by your why, it's not specific enough. So one thing you and I have talked about, but well, I'm just going to say, I don't think you'll mind me saying this, this part, but your son is vehicleless right now. Or does it fill you with pride when he asks you, mom, when's my car getting fixed? And you go, I don't know. That's your why. Okay. And then when you can't financially afford to fix the car or buy a new car, then we start looking at the next why. All your whys are financially connected, okay? But you need to be specific. So we had, we, we've had stories about agents going to somewhere and getting their car declined with their kid. Like a, one was, story was a Starbucks, like it was like $5 Starbucks bill and his debit card got declined and his daughter was with him. And he still carries that receipt around with him in his wallet to this day. So that's the specifics of the why. So your why, and you may think about it, there may be a big, something that fills you with more regret, more shame other than the car. It may be a house note, but, and then as soon as the house note's covered, or as soon as you're, it could be that we're behind on this bill. And so as soon as we're caught up on this bill, then it becomes the car. But you keep it front and center and it's laser specific. Listen, money is primal. It is a primal need. We need it for survival. And your why can be something that's super selfish. It can be like, hey, I've always wanted like, you know, uh, Steve might say, I've always wanted a Rolex watch. But like, that's one of those expenses that's just, you know, it's not realistic. I got bills to pay. I got to save for retirement. I don't need a stinking Rolex watch. But if that thing, if you've always, if like if you saw somebody with a, wearing a Rolex watch when you were a kid and you've been consumed with it forever and you're like, that's a sign of success. And it's just, it's imprinted in my brain you need to make that Rolex watch your why. All right, so we got that. It needs to be specific. It needs to be something you want as bad as you want to breathe. You want to get financially, this financial yoke off your back as much as you want to breathe. Then the reality sets in. <laughs> okay, focusing on something that you're passionate about. Okay, that's a big part of it. But you just can't gloss over this why because your actions have to reflect your goals. So how you act has to reflect your goals. Otherwise, you need to adjust your goals. You need to lower the bar a little bit because you can't raise the bar and go, hey, here, let me simplify it. I want to have the money, so much money that I don't have to say I can't afford it. Okay, well, your actions have to match that or it's not going to happen or you need to lower that bar, right? So the, once you know what your why is, okay, and you know, uh, Blake's why is that for a long period of time, he was looked at as the person in the family who wasn't going to amount to much. And he's got a chip on his shoulder from that. Chips on your shoulder are super powerful, okay? You know, if somebody, a teacher, a family member said, hey, you're not going to amount to much, 
I know some women especially, if you tell them they can't do something, oh my God, get out of the way. So go deep on that and figure out what it is, and then you're ready to take the next step, okay? Because what we know about real estate, and Steve, you've already said it, what you figured out as soon as you got your license is that this profession is hard as hell. And I say this all the time. I say it over and over and over that I have mad respect for anybody that's in a 100% commission-based field because this stuff is tough. This is not for the faint of heart. So that's why it's just so important that you're connected to your why because you need to get out of bed because you don't have, I mean, you are your own boss. And that in and of itself is a challenge because, you know, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do because you're the boss. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous for the undisciplined. And the way that we find discipline is the foundational piece of this is to connect to your why. All right, then the next step is to develop a schedule, okay? So Steve, I want you to get as routine with your days and your weeks as you are with your morning routine or your training schedule. So you need to execute very similar dollar, act, dollar productive activities every single day, at least five days a week. So let's explore this, what I feel like is a fact in the pursuit of success. Is there a magic bullet in sales? Like realtors especially are always looking for like the easy way out. Like I'm gonna reinvent the wheel, I'm gonna figure out a fast track. Here's the magic bullet that's gonna make me successful. Is there such a thing? Money. What do you think the, the magic bullet for the successful is? Consistency, okay? So what are you prepared to do? And a big part of this is figuring out what am I prepared to do? This goes along with Steve. You, so you've identified your passion project in terms of the segment of the real estate market that you want to master and sell. And that is heavily rooted in lifestyle, right? So you, you've got that out of the way, okay? Now we need to figure out what are the daily activities <laughs> that I need to be executing on a consistent basis that are gonna get me there, that are gonna get me there, okay? I'm really big on people using a Google Calendar because in terms of your schedule, we want it to be set in stone and we want it to be on some sort of a, a tech format that is gonna give us a notification on our phone or that so we can access very, very quickly. I, I'm not opposed to using a calendar that you write in, but that's a supplement to the Google Calendar, okay? It's a supplement to the Google Calendar. You want this thing, like you can look at it on your phone and go, all right, this is what I'm doing today. And what we focus on expands. So I'm focused on my calendar, I'm focused on what I need to do, and it is going to register in my subconscious. When you, your feet hit the floor in the morning, open up that phone, open up your calendar app, and go, all right, what am I doing today? Or it may be you got your calendar app in front of you and you got your paper calendar in front of you. However that needs to happen. You just need, you need to have like a little subroutine around focusing on what the priorities of the day are. Now, this is where there, there's this human nature problem because, you know, we've had discussions with our team members nonstop about calendars and routines. I mean, seems like since the beginning of time I've been doing this. And yet we had this conversation with this agent. There was one agent on the call yesterday was willing to step up and go, I just crapped the bed yesterday. Here's what I did. Here's how my morning went. Here's how my afternoon went. And I go, all right, so you worked about an hour and a half yesterday. She's like, yeah, that's probably about right. Hour and a half. I don't think an hour and a half is acting in a way that supports your goals, okay? So if you can leave here today going, 
I know exactly what I need to do. Step one, I need to be connected to what truly drives me. So even if you had to take a week off to just reflect seriously about that one thing, you may have to go eat some peyote, Steve, go sit in the desert in some kind of a, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a sweat test, sweat lodge. Yeah, you might have to eat a bunch of peyote and sit in a sweat lodge for a week to figure it out. That would be so worth it because I've got so many agents wandering around that go, I don't even know why I'm here, what I'm doing this for. I'm so lost. And a big part of it is, is some stuff we've already talked about, about how we need to be a part of a brokerage or a team or find an accountability partner at home or one of our fellow agents. The point is we need to seek accountability. We need to seek accountability. And one of the best accountability partners you can have, Steve, I mean, you're with your wife more than anybody. She needs to be asking you, all right, did you stick to your schedule today? Did you honor your why today? How many conversations did you have today? Did you go out and walk some property today? Did you preview some homes today? Did you do some market research today? She needs to be asking you that because your, the, your activities, your execution throughout the day is going to determine what kind of life you guys have, whether it's a small life on a budget or whether it's a big life of abundance. And more often than not, what I encounter is agents are interested in big life. They're just not committed to it. They're not committing to doing what it takes to get there. And that's why there's this 1% rule in society. The 1% own all the real estate and have all the money because they're willing to do what it takes to get there. Now, some, as Carrie mentioned, were born into it. All right. But a lot, there's a, there's a, a rule of life, right? Whatever comes easy, we don't appreciate. And if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth doing. So the big, I think it's liberating to know like, Hey, it's Wednesday. Here's what I do consistently on Wednesdays because most agents, they were sick of their routine at their quote unquote real job, right? They did not like it. And they sought the freedom the autonomy of the real estate business, but yet that same autonomy was the slippery slope that caused them to hang themselves. Now, the gift here, the blessing is, is that you can design your schedule however you see fit. You are in control of it. You don't have a, you're not working for somebody who says this is what you have to do. You have the freedom and the entrepreneurial freedom to design a schedule that serves your specific goals, right? So you still have the control, but the consistency factor, you've got to consistently execute. That, that's just, that's a non-negotiable. You can design your schedule however you see fit. You are in control of it. Let's design it. I feel like you should have a morning routine. So Steve, let's just use you as an example. You have this morning routine, you get up, at the same hour every day and you do X, Y, and Z. And for agents, there's gonna be all kinds of stuff mixed in there. There's gonna be exercise or doing a devotional, meditating, yoga, I mean, all kinds of stuff. For some people, it's just gonna be running around trying to get the kids out the door so that you can have a peaceful space to concentrate on the execution of these dollar productive activities. So for every person, it's gonna be a little bit different, but the day needs to start when the day can start every single day. So I feel like your day should start and we're just gonna architect a very general schedule here and then you're gonna tweak it. Like I think everything needs to be scheduled. Date nights, dates with your kids, vacations. I mean, everything's on your schedule. The schedule runs your life, okay? You live and die by it, all right? If it's not on your schedule, it doesn't exist. That's how important this is. 
So a couple things that need to be on your schedule every single day is market research, all right? The number one thing, I am a research-based agent. I design my schedule, I execute activities based on consumer expectations and what also provides the biggest results, the biggest ROI, okay? And those two go hand in hand, right? So the research tells us the number one thing a consumer expects of a real estate agent is market knowledge. My family works for Delta Fawcett. So if any member of my family that works for Delta doesn't know the Delta catalog forwards and backwards, they're useless to the company. You're useless to the consumer because you don't know the market. And the more research you do, the more confidence you're going to have. And confidence, I think, above all, is what they really hire. Because they don't really know how much market knowledge you have. They don't really know what your marketing plan is. But if you walk around like, I got it all figured out, they're like, I want to hire you. Same way with your heart surgeon. The one that's like, Steve, done a couple of these. They went okay, but I think I'm, you know, I think I'm going to do a good job on yours. You're going to go, oh, I think I need a second opinion. There's uh, some of these gut punch moments that really got me as an agent. And one of them was, a, and I'm talking about statements made by real estate trainers that I've had the privilege to be in their presence. And one of them is, if you go to a listing appointment and you don't have the mindset that you're the best agent for the job, then you do not deserve the listing. Just like the heart surgeon who's not 100% confident that he can fix your heart and get you back out doing what you love to do and give you longevity and a good life, then he doesn't deserve to get the job, okay? And that's why you have to start to embody your future self now. And a big part of that is incorporating research into your schedule. So I think that should be the first part of the day. Now, we do a daily script call four days a week, and learning how to talk to people is huge. So I encourage so many agents to get on those script calls. And so you'd want to have kind of MLS market research scheduled around that script call. So you can just hear agents like doing objection handling and uh, learn, you know, how, hearing how they talk to people and how they, they convert uh, leads. Because the goal of your day, right, should be to set an appointment. Every day, at least five days a week, the goal is to get one appointment. You do that and I gotta tell you, the hard is gonna start to get easier and easier and easier. It's gonna get more natural, right? Gonna get more organic, gonna get more instinctive because you're just gonna know, like this is it and this is how I get there. So you need to hear agents talking, you need to study the MLS and you need to sign up for uh, the Alabama Center for Real Estate at the University of Alabama's newsletter. And you can customize that, what they send you. But, you know, we've got the University of Alabama doing all the research we need. They're doing it for us. Alabama Center for Real Estate. You can sign up for a newsletter and you can specifically sign up for specific uh, reports. Like they have a condo report. So Baldwin County condos. And they'll tell you like three and five year trends. I mean, it's like massive amounts of data. The MLS is doing the research for you. MLS has put out. Uh, data reports, and then you can manually search things. Like you can manually search land sales and, and just, it's knowing what's active, <laughs> pending, and, and sold. And it, it's just, it's making a commitment to study that data every single day. So whatever your search tools are, 
Like I think you should, like if you haven't ever checked out the Alabama Center for Real Estate, it's pretty awesome. The level of data that they provide and how deep they go with their research. So figure out what works for you. And again, a big part of this is what are you prepared to commit to? So your mornings are designed around research and conversations. Research and conversations. So before lunch is pretty easy. Research and conversations. Research and conversations. So I'm recommending an hour or two of power. So your hours of power, and it's, you know, like, why is it called that? Because it's the conversations that fuel our business. Conversations equal clients and clients equal closings. Let's just say you start your market research at 8 a.m. You're using HomeSnap or you're using the MLS. You're, you're going over uh, some of the Alabama Center uh, for Real Estate's uh, research. And by 9 a.m., you may have a little break, maybe get a cup of coffee. Maybe you're on the script call that day, so maybe it starts a little later. Um, you're doing a little preparation. I would encourage you to even just like role play with yourself. You know, I've talked to several agents about driving down the road and saying, the, saying scripts to themselves over and over and over. The language of sales. We need to get in the mastery of the language of sales. Because if you don't know how to talk to people, you might as well just not. Okay, so you need to master this. So you get on the phone, 9, 9.30, you're spending an hour to two hours every day. The goal should be, instead of putting a time limit on it, you should set a goal of having 10 two-way dialogues, 10 conversation. A conversation is you're communicating with a person back and forth through one platform or another. Facebook Messenger, phone, text, email, and, the mo and you know that the most powerful of which is a face-to-face -face conversation. Then it goes phone, and then it goes like text or email, or you could even say like, video text or email. I mean, there's levels of this, but you either need to be, but you, for the purpose of this training, you need to know I need to even be in front of somebody or I need to be on the phone with them. And I even tell agents, like, as soon as you get on the phone, you set an appointment to jump on a Zoom call or a FaceTime call. Because again, we want to get face to face as soon as possible. But Steve, you may be dealing with somebody in Ohio who's looking to buy a ranch down here or something. There's a lot of people that are moving from California and they're buying horse properties over here you know, trying to get out of the, the natural disasters and the taxes and all that stuff, right? So it's like, hey, let's jump on a Zoom call. I've really enjoyed talking to you, but hey, the next time we talk, could we jump on a Zoom or a FaceTime? That's an appointment. So I said the goal of the day is to schedule an appointment. That's an appointment. You know, you're scheduling that follow-up appointment and you're getting face-to-face. -face. I tell you, eye contact is really important because until a more of a face-to-face -face rapport is developed, you're just a faceless person. You don't mean anything to anybody. And they may have conversations with you for six months. And then they were like, all right, we finally got our ranch sold in California. We're coming to Alabama. And one of their neighbors goes, hey, you know, I went to college with a guy who's an awesome realtor in Alabama. Let me hook you up with him. And Carrie spent six months talking to these people, but she never got face to face. And we got the technology to do it. Okay. So mornings, research and conversations, research and conversations. I, you can't leave here going, there's another way. There's another way. There's not another way. Now, there's several ways to have conversations with people. If you are not willing to get on the phone, then what are you willing to do? Are you willing to go to 
do business pop bys? Are you willing to go door knock? You got to conversate. I mean, that's your job description as a real estate agent. Your income is a direct reflection on the number of conversations you have every single day, every single day. Okay. So Steve, if you're not generating inbound leads, and I really feel like a real estate agent should have uh, four to six lead streams. Okay. But it's a process. We have to start somewhere. And you know, I'm really fine to going, Hey, newsflash, your phone is your database until you start generating inbound leads your database is right there in your phone. Perfect time to call people going, hey, how was your Thanksgiving? What did you got planned for Christmas? Hey, I just changed brokerages. Hey, want to let you know how excited I am about changing. Here's the technology I've got to talk to you about. There's no other way around it. You guys have got to make peace with that. These agents are not getting on the phone and talking to people they know. The lowest hanging fruit, there's, and again, I said I'm a research-based agent. Why don't you guys do some research around the word help and the activation power of that word with people that already know, like, and trust us, okay? And then once you do that research and you see it and it gets validated with you, then perhaps you test it out. But then before that, let's just think about this for a second. Does it take more energy to create a relationship or to nurture a relationship that's already established? What, what requires more energy? Creating a relationship with somebody you don't know or nurturing an existing relationship? Right. So this is, uh, this is the easiest, lowest hanging fruit. And this is what agents do. That's not a mic drop. That's a ball. I'm dropping the ball totally. I'm just crapping the bed because there's people out there willing and waiting to help you, but you haven't asked. And if you go back to earlier in this training, I said, you don't ask, you don't get. You're assuming feeding into the same misconceptions that got you to this place right now, which is a place of unsatisfaction. You're feeding in to that, this, this false narrative of what, it, what they, the reality of being a real estate agent actually is. People are not just gonna call you. And trust me, we're all, we've all had, we, I was like, man, as soon as I get my real estate license, People are just going to call me. They're going to be like, oh my God, Jason, I've been waiting for you to get your real estate license. I've been waiting to sell my house in the anticipation that you would decide to become a real estate agent. And now that you have, oh my gosh, poof. You know, it just doesn't happen that way. Carrie's still waiting on people to call her. They ain't calling. So you're going to have to do it. You, you know, Steve, you're a hunter. Now, if you go hunting and you don't kill something, do you get to eat? Do you go hungry or what, what, what happens there? I mean, if you don't kill, <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. All right. We're, we're stumbled onto something. Okay. So there's the why, right? I want you to think of your why as just going back to that ancestral human relationship with the hunt and gather. Like if, if this is your only way to put food on the table, you've got to kill something and bring it back, drag it back to the tent, to the sweat lodge. That's the only way you can survive. This falls right in line with what we're saying here. Okay. And the fact that, you know, you're not going to re reinvent some new way of harvesting a deer. There's specific things you need to do. What you need to get downwind. You need to go at certain times of the day. You need to have certain weapons in your arsenal. 
You need to, yeah, you need to scout the land. You need to be prepared. You need to do some research. And then just have some honest reflection about where you are right now, as opposed to what you've been doing and what, you've been, what, what has what you've been doing, what has that produced? I, we, can, we can talk about musicians. We can talk about athletes. You know, I was listening to a podcast about Venus and Serena Williams the other day and how many hours a day they put into the trade, like how hard they worked to get where they are. And we can look, and this is what I'm saying, when it falls into like, are you interested and committed? Like we're, we're, all of us are interested in having the success that they have, but are we committed to doing the dollar productive activities? And we've already designed the first half of the day, which is research and conversations, research and conversations, at least five days a week, research and conversations. Okay, any, any questions? Research and conversations, research and conversations, research conversations preparation. If you're incorporating the script call, preparation, mastery, research conversations. This is before lunch. Now for lunch, lunch is, I feel like it is a relationship building opportunity. It's one of the best relationship building opportunities. So I think an agent should, you know, some days you're going to have to have a working lunch. In the beginning, you're probably not going to be able to afford to take somebody to lunch or to even, you may have to just be bringing yourself lunch. Even if you go, you're taking a girlfriend or a guy friend and like you're going to each pay for each other's, you know, your own, get separate checks. You may not be able to afford that. You may have to brown bag it for a while, but this could be something you work up to. But taking somebody to lunch, you know, eating alone or eating with somebody who has, who's, you know, never, who's not an influencer, who would never be able to buy a house, who has no mentorship or accountability qualities to them, no goals, who doesn't uh, share your same driver ambition, probably not a good, good use of your time. Okay. So I feel like you should be taking somebody to lunch that you want to learn from, you know, a fellow agent, a fellow agent who has the success that you want, a member of your sphere of influence, one of your VIP people who's like just one of your biggest raving fans. So it should be a purposeful and intentional lunch. It may just be, like I encourage agents all the time, take a brown bag and go for a walk in the woods. And that may be something that just really appeals to Steve. Loves to be outdoors. There is a lot of research about the healing and the just natural relaxation factor and, and peacefulness of the outdoors and how much more reflective we get and just it's just a deep it just de-stresses right so that it may be some lunch could be specifically about self-care okay all right so you may have you may have an hour before lunch the hour before lunch is when i want you responding to emails responding to text messages uh you have to understand are doing your to-dos from your calls here's a big mistake agents make is that they they're on the phone for an hour, hour and a half, they've been getting a bunch of voicemails. They've been getting, they've been talking to a bunch of tire kickers. They had a couple people chew them out and they just feel like they haven't gotten anywhere. And then they finally get this one person who answers the phone, who's nice and accommodating and gives them some homework assignments. Like, yeah, Steve, I'm so glad you called. I'm actually looking, got some questions about this land here, here, here. And you stop everything that you're doing and devote the rest of your day to this person who you haven't met, you don't know if they're really motivated, you don't know if they can afford what they say they can afford, but again, you've donated your whole time, which is your most valuable commodity to somebody you don't know. 
And what I'm telling you to do is that it's called hour of power for a reason because the conversation is what fuel your business and you've stopped doing that for somebody you don't have a relationship with. Now, if it's somebody that you do know, Steve, and you've known for a long time and you know they got the money, you know they're dead serious, well, that may be a different story. It could be an extenuating circumstance where you're like, hey, this dude's for real. I need to go. He's got an immediate need. I need to meet it. But more often than not, that's not going to be the case. So you keep making, you make a note, hey, research this listing or this area for uh, Mrs. Smith. And then you keep, you go to the next call. So that's key. Then you've got an hour of flex time before lunch where you can send and receive emails. Send and receive emails. Jacob, we're probably going to go way over time. Send and receive emails. Then have that intentional lunch period. After lunch, what are we doing? Okay. What are we doing after lunch? The, the goal of before lunch, the primary goal of your before the lunch hour time block is to set an appointment. That's the goal of that half of your day, to set an appointment for that afternoon or another afternoon later in the week. All right, so let's say you go through your morning schedule. It does not yield a, a, an appointment. Then what you need to be doing is showing yourself homes or showing yourself properties, walking land, going out there and knowing the inventory, knowing what's on the market. So there's a research component that is done behind an, uh, an iPad or a laptop or a mobile device. And then there's the tangible stuff where you get out and go see it. So if you have a farm carved out or a niche carved out, nothing real estate wise happens in that farm without you physically seeing it, touching it, whatever getting out there and experiencing it in person. That goes back to the number one thing our clients want from us, which is market knowledge, firsthand market knowledge. And all that, again, is going to feed your confidence, which is what ultimately people seek to hire in a professional is confidence. Okay. You know, the day before. So a big part of the final piece of your afternoon schedule is doing some planning for the following afternoon. So you don't wait. So after lunch, you have a perfect morning of dialing, a bunch of great conversations, no appointments were set, but you, you really feel like you made some headway and planted some good seeds. You go have this lunch with an agent and you really get fed by their knowledge and their wisdom, or you, you have a great lunch with a member of your sphere of influence. And then you go back to the office and start going, all right, well, I know Jason said I need to go out and you know, show myself home or show myself properties. I need to go walk land. I need to go out there and you know, touch, smell, feel, see the inventory. So where am I going to go? I'm going to decide where I'm going to go. Well, it's too late. You're going to kill so much time doing that. So the last part of that hour, that flex time in the afternoon is planning for the, the tomorrow's afternoon. Setting these appointments, setting preview appointments, identifying properties that you want to go tour. Okay. If you don't have a listing to go on and you don't have buyers to show, you're showing yourself properties and you're figuring out what those properties are going to be the day before. And every day looks like that. Now, in between these little breaks in the schedule, like, you, you know, you may give yourself kind of 15 minutes to just have some you time breaks in between the next dollar productive activity. I want you documenting what you're doing and using some parts of your flex time to uh, that are dedicated to content creation and publication. Now the best times, like I feel like you should be documenting things on your phone throughout the entire day. Video clips, pictures, you know, Carrie went to dinner with some of her, some dear friends, didn't get a selfie. <laughs> Epic fail.
all right? But there's gonna be more opportunities to do that. You just have to recognize, hey, this is important, okay? Because like during that dinner, what were y'all talking about? Like goals and, I don't know, it was an enriching conversation in some way, right? Well, so here's what I, here's what I hear. Here's the content opportunity that I hear. And it's one of the greatest things about the real estate business is that when we are conducting ourselves in the right way, when we are providing a great experience for our clients, then they're gonna become friends. The relationship really starts at the closing table when you're doing it right, right? And so the, the content opportunity I see is like, hey, one of the greatest gifts, you can say, I didn't even realize getting my real estate license and getting into this industry, this was actually a reality that I would actually, you know, in addition to providing for my family, I'm also gaining great friends in the process. And here are two past clients that have just become dear friends and we're eating dinner at such and such and just had an amazing evening. I'm so blessed and grateful for what I, I get to do something that allows me to, to meet new friends and foster new relationships. Boom, powerful post, powerful post. But a big part of this is for y'all to start gathering the content. Now, content, there's gonna be, I would say, a percentage of content when you're behind the camera, and there needs to be a balance of percentage of when you're in front of the camera, okay? Because you gotta think about this. What you wanna do, Steve, cannot be established unless you become a celebrity for that specific specialization. You have to become known. Like your problem right now is you're known, but you're not well known for something specific. Some specific specialization, okay? And that's what we need to go. Like, oh, Steve's the land guy. Steve's the lifestyle guy. We have to create that narrative. It's not just going to happen by word of mouth. Now, the blessing of social media is that this is megaphone for relationships. It's this huge gateway to connection and relationships. We can reach, instead of reaching one person, we can reach a thousand. We can reach three thousand. So you need to harness that power. And I know it's not easy, but we got to start somewhere, and we need to get going quickly. Now I want to backtrack just a second, and then open it up for conversations because we, we've done the schedule, we've designed the schedule. But one thing that I know I've talked to you about, Carrie, but I'm not sure I've talked to Steve about. So let's just rewind here, because Steve may go, "All right, so I don't necessarily have a database of leads." in terms of my non-Mets. I've got a huge sphere of influence of people that know, like, and trust me, and the majority of those people are in my cell phone. But, Jason, I've got a severe issue with calling my people and being salesy. Okay, so let's just squash that right now. I am not asking you to say anything about real estate unless they ask you. So I just want you to call and make somebody feel important. And I want you to use the times of the year to do that. And this is like one of those times of year where it's perfect. Hey, do you guys do anything special for Thanksgiving? Do you have a great Thanksgiving? Oh, y'all go anywhere for Christmas? What you got planned for Christmas? Then you can call people back and go, hey, what's the New Year's resolutions? I know you got some. Use the time, like spring break, not for you, but for you. Like, hey, looking for something to do with my kids for spring break. I want to be unique. What are you guys doing? Okay, so use the times of the year to figure out like kind of to guide the conversation, okay? Now, Steve, you have, because your kids are grown, gone, but you may have friends who uh, still have kids in high school or, uh, uh, you know, intermediate or middle or whatever, and so you might, and you love to travel, so that would be like, hey, where are you taking the kids this year? I'm always looking for places to go, and they'd be going to a resort or to an RV park that you're interested in. So it could still work. You know, I was talking to an agent who 
I don't even, she's no longer with our company. And I, I don't even know, honestly, if she's still in the real estate business. But I can remember being quarantined. I was, we did, we spent quarantine in an RV park, which is like the best decision ever. And I was still doing my coaching calls and doing all that stuff from the RV park. And she called me. She was so frustrated. And this, and I got frustrated because this wasn't the first time I had talked to her about this. And I think this was like the third conversation we'd had about this. And I was like, well, what is it going to take for you to finally listen to me? Because she was like, you know, she's a retired school teacher. The retired school teacher we have on our roster here in our office crushes it because she got, she was in relationship with all those parents. Then all those students now are parents, you know, so it's just like, oh my gosh, you've got this golden ticket of, of you know, support group here. Your sphere of influence is uh, supremely powerful, but you're not tapping into it. And so this agent was telling me, I'm not going to call my friends and my family and beg for business. I said, I, when did I ever say that? I said, why don't you pick up the phone and call them and ask them how they're handling the quarantine? A lot of people are lonely. A lot of people are bored. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people are just frustrated. A lot of people would just like to hear from you. I don't know. Call them and going, hey, y'all COVID free? Anything I can do for you? Some people were scared to go out and run errands. Maybe you weren't. I know I wasn't. So I was like, all right, I'll go, you know, let me go pick up something from Publix for you. How do you remind them? How do you stay top of mind to where they don't forget you in real estate? Well, one thing that you've done is you've stumbled on something that has been a big gap in your business. And it's, it's a gap in most agents' business. Okay? So I would, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Okay? Because a big part of this, I think it was Zig Ziglar who says that, that formal education will make you a living and self-education will make you a fortune. So you guys need to get like relentlessly obsessed with self-education. So I just want you to go to YouTube and, and do some, type this into the search bar. 33 touch realtor or real estate, the 33 touch system. Okay. Now, more often than not, I talk about websites and CRMs, you know, KV Core, Boomtown, Sync, whatever people use out there. You know, the best CRM is the one you use. I make the mistake of talking too often about the lead generation power of it, whereas it's really, the power of it's really in the lead relationship nurturing. You know, it is a client relationship management or contact relationship management system. So it's all about relationship management. So you need to take all of your people and stick them into KV Core and systematize the, the touches, okay? So that 33 touch means that every one of your VIP people in your phone need to be touched 33 times in a year, 33 times. And at a minimum, that's four phone calls. <coughs> so some agents send newsletters, some agents send thank you notes, Christmas cards, anniversary cards, birthday cards, all that stuff. So you need to to plug these people into your database and make notes of when their anniversary ends, when their birthdays are, when their kids' birthdays are, so that when those things, those milestones roll around, that you're right there, okay? The reason they have forgotten that you're a real estate agent, that's one of those assumptions that we all make, is like once I tell somebody one time I'm a real estate agent, I don't need to tell them again, and you just running into proof that that's not the case every, you know, every turn, right? So you need to remind them, I had an acronym that uh, I use for this, and it's, it's TAR. T 
tar. Tell, ask, remind. Tell, ask, remind. Tell, ask, remind. So you need to plug everybody in your database and when you call them, you make a note that you've called them and you know you need to call them at least <laughs> once a quarter. And a lot of agents rank their sphere of influence by A's, B's, and C's. And so your A's are people that you're texting every week. You're calling or texting every week or you see them every week at the practice or the ball field or wherever. You know, your B's, maybe you see them at holiday functions or certain events, life events, or whatever the case may be. And your C's, you don't really know that well. All right, but your A's, you probably want to take your A's to coffee or lunch like once or twice a month, you know, because they're the people that really care about you. They're the big raving fans. But part of this is systems, right? So let's look at this writing on the wall. Having a real estate license is a license to become a millionaire if you can master the implementation of systems, tech, and people. So systems is a big part of becoming a millionaire real estate agent. And the biggest, most important system you can master is your database and using the technology. All right, I called Jack Johnson. Uh, I need to call next quarter, so I'm going to set a to-do reminder to call him. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, you, when you call Jack, you don't have to go, hey, Jack, I switched real estate companies. You know, you, do you or anybody you know want to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? I'm saying just call Jack and go, hey, man, how was your Thanksgiving? My wife and we've been so busy, like sold my house, moved into a camper, and man, I've just been so busy. I've been, you know, I've been really bad about keeping in touch with folks, and now I've kind of the dust has kind of settled. So, what's been going on with you? And then if Jack goes, hey, well, what's what else besides selling your house and going moving into an RV full time, which is awesome, which they're probably going to want to hear about that. But other than that, what else is going on with you? Then you could say, well, in addition to all that, I changed real estate companies. And I've carved out this big niche for myself. I got these big goals, this big business. I want to become like the land, lifestyle, outdoor realtor for greater Alabama. Not just greater Birmingham, greater Alabama. And they might go, Boof. well, they might go, Steve, what's that mean? Well, that means if you know somebody wants hunting land and, you know, Selma, I'm your guy. You want somebody that wants a ranch, a horse ranch in Robertsdale, Alabama, or Loxley, Alabama, I'm your guy. Well, gosh. You know, you may say, heck, if you know somebody wants a condo on the beach, I'm your guy. And they might go, well, gosh, I do know somebody. But you don't have to bring up the real estate until they ask. Like, what's going on with you? And then you have the permission to go, guess what? Here it is. And here's what I need. Here's how you can help me. So systematize it. This is going to take a great deal of work. A great deal of work for you to get all your contact. I mean, you got to first learn how to put contacts in your KV Core database. Then you got to learn how to... How does it all work? Like, how do you set up a to-do reminder? How do you set up an e-alert? Those type of things. We've run way over here, uh, and Rome wasn't built in a day, right? So we gotta we gotta do this in bite-sized little chunks. We've already exceeded the time frame where your mind is actually comprehending anything that's going on here. I just want to encourage everyone to pick up one of these before you leave. They're in that box over there, and I would encourage you to incorporate this into your monthly business plan, okay? And, and here's why, all right? So this is what I'm looking at here is the Agent Marketing Playbook by the Diana Will uh, Lending Team. And I turn to page 17, it says four steps to high conversion on seller leads. And then it says step one, get a landing page or automated CMA tool. And you might be going, well, crap, how in the hell do I do that? Surprise, you get it for free here. 
you have a technology at, as a JPAR agent called BuySide. And so you already have that. You just need to put your face on it, your logo on it, your name, your phone number, and you can start launching this, okay? So the, it, 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 go, it breaks down the steps and all that stuff, but I just like looking at step one and got all giggly going, get a landing page or automated CMA tool. Most real estate agents would have clocked out on step one because there is the paralysis of analysis factor going, well, I don't even know where to start with that. I don't know how to set up a landing page and I don't even know where to go to find one or who to hire to set one up. <laughs> exactly. Most agents don't even know what a landing page is. It's a web page that people can land on that provides some sort of value. Okay, and in this case, the value is an automated CMA report on what their, their home value is. That's the number one thing sellers, property owners want to know right now is how is my investment performing in this market? And I look at step one and go, we give you that. You, you got that on day one. Figure out how to use it. So pick one of these up. It's, it's chock full of stuff. I um, was looking at this kindness bingo here and I saw this and I was like, you know what would be cool? Is to take this kindness bingo here and create a graphic around it or a Facebook post and say, hey, my goal for the whole month of December is to check off every one of these boxes. But there's all kind of marketing ideas in here, pop by ideas in here. There's scripts, there's scheduling tools in here all kind of stuff in here, all right? So what I typically do at this point is say, all right, this is big, right? It's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time to, to sink in. It's gonna take some time to digest and the implementation uh, steps need action plans. And that's when I say, hey, go to deanofhustle.com and schedule the Zoom, the coaching Zoom calls or the coaching calls. Like if you wanna just call, or if you want to get face-to-face, -face, the option is there. Schedule it and let's get rolling. Okay, let's do, let's, let's go from the classroom to one-on-one -on -one and to really get some things set in stone. Now, last thing I'll say is if you need help with any of the tech stuff, you can set, you can call Jacob and go, hey, I need help get my stuff set up. You can schedule time with him to set up your website, do all kind of tech stuff. He can help you set up a YouTube account, uh, help you with social media stuff. Whatever, the, whatever you need help with, he's kind of like a tech guru, all right? So I'm sales and marketing, he's tech. Blake and Amber run script calls. They're like language of sales mastery people. So knowing who to go to for what is important. If you want to set up a coaching consultation, so first thing you need to do is text me and say, hey, I want access to JWU. There's so much good stuff in there. 251-583-9728. Text me your, uh, your email. I'll add you to Jason Moore University. Uh, if you want to schedule coaching calls with me, you can do so anytime. Just go to deanofhustle.com and I'll send you to my calendar link. You can get in there as often as you want. If you go on there and it's an emergency at 6.30 on a Sunday, you can't get your mentor on the phone. You can't get your team leader on the phone. You just have a question. You need it answered. Just text me. All right. Thank y'all.